closing that gap from the order to the unboxing, like from the unfulfilled orders to fulfilled orders to communicating better. And not only just, you know, to spend the shit out of your customers, but like to be super transparent and to put that expectations exactly at the right moment, at the right time, so that your customers are going to be happy that you're communicating better with them. But at the same time, you are uh, engaging with them every single day. And this is like a channel with uh, a lot of potential because you're getting these eyeballs and these are people who already spend money with you. Have you ever wondered, how do you grow a socially conscious and environmentally friendly e-commerce brand online while also making a profit? Yeah, me too. After watching my family members suffer through cancer and heart disease using products by companies that care more about profits than their customers, there must be a better way, right? That's when I discovered an emerging wave of successful, purpose-driven businesses, and I knew I needed to be a part of it. So join me as we dive into the stories behind the most inspiring brands in the world and discover the secrets on how they successfully win over the vote of their customers' wallets and grow their business online. My name is Vincent Tanyono, and welcome to the e-commerce speak podcast. Welcome to another episode of the e-commerce speak podcast. I'm super excited. I have Kirill Kirillov with me here today. Kirill spent several years running his own e-commerce dropshipping store, and he also founded one of the fastest growing supplement brands in Bulgaria called Proof Nutrition. Now, Kirill is the CEO and co-founder of Rush. It's a Shopify app that helps thousands of Shopify store owners increase their AOV up to 25% without ad spend, and also improve the post-purchase experience for the customers. And Rush uh, automates the shipping tracking process on all fronts so you never have to worry about losing customers again. And this is definitely super important for e-commerce. So you make sure to stay tuned and listen carefully. Welcome to the show, Kirill. Glad to have you here. Uh, hey, what's up, Vincent? Uh, it's really a pleasure to be a guest on your show. So let's bring it on. Let's bring up the heat and let's speak about e-com. Let's get into this. So tell me a little bit of your background. Like, Tell me a bit of your story for people who are not really familiar yet. How did you get into e-commerce and eventually starting a software? Uh, it's a long uh, a long path up until now, but a long story short, I used to be a, like a track and field professional athlete. I used to run the 100 and 200 meter dash and uh, my career started back in 2003-04 and it ended up around 2015. But, you know, during that time, I needed to find a way to support, uh, you know, myself with an additional income. So in 2008, I stumbled upon a forum called Aspkin. If some people are not familiar with that, it was one of the most popular. I think it's still a forum available for eBay sellers. So I purchased a PDF for 79 bucks. Uh, it was a pretty long PDF, probably like 150 pages. I consumed every single word out of it. And I was super bullish about you know what e-com is gonna is gonna look like even you know back in 2008. So I spent a couple of years on eBay selling physical items that I've used to purchase from Turkey because Turkey is a country next to Bulgaria, so we have a pretty well connection with them to uh, well sell some products and uh, just you know buy uh, sell them on the internet. Uh, next thing I ended up uh, doing some uh, Google SEO for WooCommerce source, not for Shopify back in 2014. And uh, it took me like a couple of months to build up a good website that I've partnered with some uh, local uh, local partners in my country. 
and and it ended up uh, ranking the number one position for multiple keywords uh, in the United States. So it was doing like fifty thousand in revenue completely organically from Google, and it was just like sitting doing nothing and making money. It was a good feeling, but uh, as with the dynamics of the market, like Google, at some point. Uh, came with some updates like Penguin and Panda and all these, you know, different Google SEO, uh, you know, uh, updates that are completely tearing apart businesses. So we got uh, a pretty nice hit that completely tanked off the website. And I started uh, probably, you know, building more more skill set and looking for more like marketplaces once again. So I looked up into Amazon FBA. And uh, since 2016, I've been selling uh, physical items, primarily selling items from China is a fulfillment center. We're using Facebook and Google ads on a good scale. So at some point, 2017, 18, and 19, I was doing on a good days between 100 and 200 orders per day, and uh, sometimes even a thousand plus orders per day. So I'm pretty much familiar with how you can run a one uh, one show, a one man show business. But uh, I think that um, you know through, throughout the, throughout my whole path, I realized that uh, listen, I need to build something pretty sustainable. As I'm currently having you know, a local brand, one of the fastest growing supplements companies in Bulgaria, and currently expanding in Europe. And uh, on, on the other hand, I've teamed up with my current co-founder and partner uh, to build that beautiful software that we're super bullish about. And we are seeing right now thousands of merchants on Shopify using our software, and we're just making their life better. Yeah, so tell me a little bit more about your, your software. Like, what, what exactly does it do? Yeah, it was uh, like uh, the story of the software goes back in 2019, where I was once again scaling some Facebook ads, doing quite well. I mean, profits were nice, but, uh, you know, the issue coming up uh, when you're going to be selling an item, let's say from China, uh, you won't be able to have a pretty well uh, diversified and robust piece of software that can communicate better with your customers to make sure that your customers are going to be aware of, you know, some processing time, some issues and delays happening, I don't know, in Chinese New Year, for example, in Black Friday, Cyber Monday, so that you can, you can communicate better with them. Uh, and uh, I was just, uh, I don't know, I mean, I had these uh, couple of months, like between July and August, and uh, I think uh, up until October, where you used to do like a thousand uh, orders once again per day. And I was pretty surprised with the amount of disputes coming into my PayPal account. And it's like you're making money, but at the same time, you know, half of your day is going to go and spend your time on fixing up some issues with PayPal, like people are asking me the questions when I'm going to get my item delivered, etc. So I put the business on hold, like the dropshipping business. I, I made sure to, uh, you know, help all these, you know, customers at that time with these, you know, urgent questions. And I took like a couple of months to completely revisit exactly what I need to do next with my journey. Should I go and build a brand? Like I was running that small, you know, supplements brand on the side, but it was completely outsourced. So I wanted to do something even bigger. And I got approached by my co-founder who is coming up with 20 plus years in the development uh, world. And he was uh, a technical lead of, I don't know, 25 people for the Upwork, the company itself, like a huge company. I mean, most freelancers right now are on Upwork and Upwork is like a giant in the software, in the software space. And he, he, he approached me and be like, listen, let's, let's sit down. Let's think about what we can build as a software. And I'm going to guarantee that we're going to come up with a good technology. You're going to be probably the one who is going to be coming up with these, you know, features and benefits and value props so that we can, you know, wrap it up in a nice, uh, in a nice package. 
and we can put it out there. You know, we're going to have, you know, dozens of uh, merchants in the beginning just to try rush out our software. And next thing you know, it took us like a year and a half, uh, you know, past, um, I don't know, 18 months to put it like that, uh, to get some traction, uh, get good understanding about, uh, you know, what people need in terms of, you know, closing that gap from the order to the unboxing, like from the unfulfilled orders to fulfilled orders to communicating better. And not only just, you know, to spend the shit out of your customers, but like to be super transparent and to put that expectations exactly at the right moment, at the right time. So that your customers are going to be happy that you're communicating better with them. But at the same time, you are uh, engaging with them every single day. And this is like a channel with uh, a lot of potential because you're getting these eyeballs. And these are people who already spend money with your brand and likely what they're going to experience once they come back to the funnel uh, from, you know, taking a look into the order status update, but scrolling down as we have a beautiful completely customizable branded tracking page, which you can apply some banners, some call to action buttons, some widgets, some upsells and cross-sells to make sure that, okay, your customers are currently having a good understanding about, okay, my orders, for example, in, I don't know, in in Berlin or London, it's going to the United States. They're going to be just fine with that. They're going to be calm and they're going to scroll down and consume more content. Usually what we see is between 20 and 30% click-through rate on all the people who are going to end up on a tracking page, who are going to click through and um, look for more products and more content and spend more money. And it's a natural process where you're going to provide the tool, you're going to provide the merchant, the Shopify merchants, with a way to communicate with their, with their buyers. They're going to come back, you're going to make more money, and it's a brilliant way to even build that good you know, satisfaction and retention uh, without moving the finger. Well, that's actually incredible that 20 to 30% click-through rate. These are people who bought and they still have not received the product. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. is that like new buyers or usually like those are like from repeat buyers that, that typically will buy more? Probably 70% are going to be new buyers because I can tell that even right now, most DTC brands are just relying, you know, primarily on Facebook ads to buy more, more leads, which are going to turn into more purchases. And usually it's going to be like 70% new new buyers, but just because you're using a software like Rush, which we're, con- we're, we're constantly building more features, which are going to supplement exactly the performance of what you're going to get uh, when you put, you know, the, the Rush into play. But like, it's not by accident because we are building these uh, pages to supplement different verticals. Whereas it's going to be supplements against skincare, against clothing and apparel. We have huge print-on-demand sellers like doing some bonkers numbers, by the way. And I, I used to think about, oh, like you're just asking right now, oh my God, 20, 30% are going to click through. I was just surprised by that number, but it's the fact because we have plenty of data right now to support it. And on the other hand, as, as, as I'm saying it, like it's a good way to you know push people to see more of the products that they don't really uh, know that they're existing in your store. Like people are so busy, like the customers, the buyers on a day-to-day basis. So they're going to just see something on Facebook. It's going to be like an, an emotional grab. They're going to click through. They're probably going to open the wallet. They're going to spend money. But usually what's going to what's going to happen is that, and even though we are just supporting right now the backend experience with the post-purchase experience, like probably 2 3% are going to just uh, spend money SAP. Out of these 2 3%, uh, you know, they're just spending money fast and they, once they come back, they'll be like, oh, I'm surprised that these guys have this product ABC or whatever the case might be, right? So it's 
once again, a good way to communicate better and um, just monetize the eyeballs. Like I'm just surprised that people only rely on the first click, which is, you know, like, let me see if, where I can find, you know, more Facebook ads and just, you know, more tricks to, you know, push more people to the to the funnel. That's definitely the case, but you're just forgetting about, okay, somebody's going to click on an ad. They're going to end up on a product page or on a, I don't know, landing page, whatever the case might be. What you're going to do in order to come up with a compelling copy? Like, it's not only about the conversion revenue optimization, but it's part of, you know, the whole behavior. Like, somebody is going to wake up on their phone. They'll be like, oh, that's a cool widget or a cool, for example, product that I need to, to look up to. They're going to click through. They need to find a reason to believe you. And once you uh, kind of, you know, quote, quote, unquote, buy their trust, they're going to spend money with your brand. They need to continue on um, looking for the right expectations who are going to be set up accordingly with Rush. Like your discovery in fulfillment is going to be out of the warehouse. It's currently in transit. Or by the way, it's coming a Black Friday, Cyber Monday. And guess what? Uh, if you're facing right now, let's say four or five days shipping transit times, you're probably going to double that digit because USPS, DHL, all the carriers are going to have some bad times in the Q4 season in 2021 because of the fact that they don't have the infrastructure to support the demand that is coming up for the Black Friday season. And with the COVID that got hit last year, it's like most people are going to be spending money online rather than going to the shopping malls and looking up, looking for, for gifts and products. So you're going to face the challenge to be like, oh, seven days in, it's still in transit, and a thousand buyers are going to come back and be like screaming at your face, be like, I'm still waiting for my item to come, to come in because I was buying the item for a gift, but um, I, I'm still waiting for, it, uh, for, for the item to, to be delivered. Using Rush, we are completely different from other shipping software. So using the data that we get across multiple and you know dozens and hundreds of carriers, not only that, but we combine the data with what we see right now from the Shopify orders. So what we're going to do is come up with this, we call them, and you know in the technical world, it's been called like dynamic properties. First name, last name, or shipping carrier, or last checkpoint description, or how many hours is currently sitting in the in-transit status. So you can make combinations using and or functionality using you know softwares like Clavio or Omnisend. Coming up quite soon, we're going to have SMS Bump as an integration. So we're just expanding the network of mediums, whether it's going to be email, SMS, or push notifications, even messenger bots, to provide you know better clarity to your customers. And once they're satisfied, they're naturally going to come back and spend more money with your brand. And uh, it's not going to stop with the unboxing, by the way. Even though I'm trying to pitch the software, but I'm just trying to you know, picture, you know, the full path of, a, for example, a lead, which is going to end up being a buyer. And guess what's going to happen after that? They're going to receive the product, for example, but they're going to be like, okay, great. I mean, I've got the product next, uh, like what's next right now? 20 days later, just do like a win back campaign, which is tightly connected to the de delivery date. But you can also tightly connect it to the fact that seven days later, for example, you can follow up with the most popular review applications like Yotpo or Kendo, Unip, JudgeMe, Looks, it doesn't really matter. We have them all with like, oh, it's been seven days since you, uh, your item has been delivered. Can you just please go back and share your you know, experience with the order? They're going to come back and you can also do, for example, 20 days uh, later and 30 days later, even, you know, two months later, just to remind them that, you know what, it's a busy day probably going on right now, but we have some good, for example, 20% of, you know, collections right now available and you can just have uh, have a look at them. And on the other hand, also, we have the opportunity to provide people to be more like, how to put it, like to provide this gamification, like 
routing, referral problems, tightly connected once again to the delivery date. So not only going to pitch them about come back and buy more shit, right? But just like, oh, if you refer a friend, you're going to do, uh, you're going to receive, for example, a $10 credit or whatever the case is. So like uh, a sort of, uh, how to put it, like more ways to uh, to make, you know, the, the content and the copy compelling enough to kind of, you know, uh, stay away from the straight pitch, but like come back, let's play a game. Let me see, for example, what else I can do for you. Let me just answer your most urgent, frequently asked questions. And it's going to completely close the whole gap. And this is like a never-ending circle because usually somebody is going to, you know, become your buyer and become a second purchase, a third time, you know, returning a buyer. They're probably enjoying what you have to offer to them. And they're just tightly related to your brand moving forward. Yeah, I I totally agree with that because... Like too many e-commerce brands just focus on acquiring the customers, but they totally neglect like the the post-purchase sequence. Like I totally love uh, what you said about getting them, like reminding them, asking about their experience, and reminding them to to buy again, and getting more revenue as well for the uh, e-commerce brand. And what about in terms of like customer service? Because like there's many people asking like, hey, where's where's my product? Where's my order? And how much can your app uh, safe in terms of like customer service across the board like without i'm gonna i'm not gonna exaggerate on the number but uh, usually what we see is between 15 and 70 percent decline in the support tickets which comes to you know when my item is going to get received where is my item at the moment whatsoever just because you are using these recipes we call them and it, they're like not like a certain song across the board, but you can definitely modify them to better suit exactly your needs, whether you're doing, for example, print-on-demand. Like in the case of print-on-demand sellers, they're having a good processing time between five and seven days because right now they're going to push the order. Somebody's going to print and manufacture the product. It's going to take a while before the order is, ever, is even going to be out of, the, out of the warehouse. And this way, once you're going to be closing these small gaps, you're going to definitely make sure that you're going to notify your customers and they're going to not have a reason to even go back to PayPal or Stripe and to open a dispute or a case or a chargeback, which is ridiculous because, because you're not communicating in, in, a, in a good fashion with them. They're like, oh, I'm ghosted right now. I'm just going to go to PayPal and open a dispute. And then probably they're going to think about, oh, they, you know, the merchant is going to probably make sure to reply to my messages. But you don't need to do it because... Rush is going to do it for you. You're going to just be enjoying the thing about, let me th- think about how I'm going to probably supplement, you know, my buyer's journey, but also think about what other marketing initiatives, uh, for example, activities I can put on the table to make more money and drive more traffic and focus on better marketing rather than just focus on answering the same stupid questions. But like to end it up on that note, like it's like 15 hours at least per week. Time that you can save on your VAs, on yourself to not, you know, uh, you know deal with that, you know, BS on a day-to-day basis. How do you, uh, how do the Shopify stores let their customers know that, hey, there's this app that is available? Uh, what I mean is those customers that is just bought like from a brand, for example, how do they know that there is this app available for them to track their order? Oh, they don't need, they don't need the app. I mean, like, it's like, uh, Rush is like a white label service to put it like that. Like nobody's going to even realize that we're currently running the show on the back as an application. So it's going to be completely seamless experience for the brand itself, like branded email templates, 
branded tracking page. And whenever these uh, customers, the buyers, are going to be receiving these notifications, there is going to be a button called Track Your Package, right? But it's going to be tightly connected to a dynamic property, which is circulating on the back, which is going to always match the order ID with the customer ID with the current shipping tracking number ID. So even if they receive one email day one and go back five days later and click on the same button, it's going to immediately show them the most relevant information up to date with the current status of the parcel. So they just need to keep on going on that same tracking page, which is going to visualize exactly uh, the information in regards to what items are currently in the order and where the item is at the moment, they're going to scroll down, they're going to see a bunch of more content, like once again, more, more like gamifications, wrote and referral kind of, you know, programs. But on the other hand, upsell, cross-sell functionality that we built internally into the software, which is, can provide more complementary products, which we're super bullish upon, by the way. And uh, I'm not going to like disclose the roadmap, but we are thinking about, you know, one-click payment functionalities and all that just to keep on improving on how you can make more money out of it and make sure that you can tackle back on what's happening right now in the world of, you know, issues with Facebook ads and ever rising cost of, you know, um, of acquisition on, even you know, like across the board, like, you know, Google, YouTube, Snapchat, like even TikTok right now, I can see people, you know, uh, you know, speaking, uh, you know, loud about it. But uh, at some point, once it's going to get too crowded, it's going to get too expensive. That's the name of the game. And usually these big tech giants, once again, Facebook and all the rest, they need to come back at the end of the year and uh, report to the, uh, to the venture capitals who are just, you know, feeding the companies day in, day out. So they need to make money and they don't really care about, you know, the customers, which we are, like the advertisers, rather than just more focus on, uh, the, the you know, the partners and the investors which invested in the company first place and they just need to go for the revenue. And that's the nature of the business nowadays. It sounds too sexy and sounds too, too good to be true, but it has these, you know, I call them like fuck-ups, right? That you don't realize are happening right now, but you need to take them in account. And the only way to fight back on these issues is to uh, have an engaged audience that like and love your brand, trust your messaging, and they're completely envisioned with what you have to offer to them six weeks from now, six months from now, a year from now, to make sure that it's going to become like a mini Amazon. Like Because people are going to Amazon because they trust Amazon. They know they can get a refund ASAP. They're going to get the item in two, three days, for example, in one day, which is not happening, but people are just you know speaking about Amazon Prime, da, 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 da. It will never deliver in 24 hours. Like That's the fact. But they're going to go to Amazon because it's already been established as a company and as a social standard. That's basically it. So who would you say is uh, ideal to have this app? Do they have to have like a minimum number of customers before like they can see an ROI? And like what kind of ROI can people expect from using the software? Yeah, that's a good question. Anyone, by the way, and it sounds like uh, super stupid to be told like that, but our pricing is uh, definitely aligned with the growth of the, of the brand and of the, of the merchant. Whether you're a dropshipper, like you're trying to get a good sense about what e-com stands for, you're making some moves left and right, it's not, dropshipping is not bad. It's a way to really, for example, diversify on the future expense of the cost of goods of the inventory, right? right. So feel feel free to give it a shot, but at some point think about how you can actually provide, you know, that better expectations from, you know, faster delivery times, you know, better product quality, et cetera, et cetera. But coming back to the rush, it's in line with the growth of the brand and the merchant. So you might just go and install Rush on a three plan. It's going to remain in the three plan for the next 50 orders. If you're listening right now to the show, just come back and install Rush. 
We have right now a seven-day three trial. We're going to throw back a 30-day three trial for anyone who is listening to the show right now. It doesn't really matter. As much as we're here for to make money, we want to make sure that we're going to provide the merchants with the calmness to be like, oh my God, I'm going to just try them out and I'm going to see what the outcome is going to look like. That's why we're so confident because we have the data across a thousand plus merchants right now and we can back it up and we know that that thing is going to make you money. Whether you're going to make making five orders or 50,000 orders per month, it doesn't really matter that much as long as you just need to keep on making sure that you're building a good business with enough volume because there is probably like a, a thin line between I'm trying, you know, e-com as a side hustle, just testing the waters compared to what people are putting up right now and just treating, you know, their e-com stores as their own source of income and they're making money out of it. So probably like, in my opinion, is between 500 and 1,000 orders per month. You're going to be like the tipping point between, oh, I'm going to probably focus more on my, on my day-to-day job, which is good up until that thing is going to, scale a little bit further but after that like once you're going to make you know 2000 uh, or more orders per month you're definitely running a business and you need to take uh, care of the business and that's why we're here to support your growth with saving a, a lot of your time to not stress about these issues that might be coming up after the order has been fulfilled etc but like just let uh, you know rush do the heavy lifting and uh, again as a final note we see between 10 and 100, it sounds like too cliche, right? But it's like 10 and 100x return on your investment, regardless of your subscription plan with Rush. If you're paying 70 bucks, I guarantee at least $700 at the end of the month. Like at least. We have right now stores that are paying us 120. They're making 25,000, 30,000, anything in, in, that ball, in that ballpark. It's ridiculous. Like just printing money. I mean, like it's insanity return on your investment. Yeah, definitely. Should anybody who has a Shopify store should definitely check out Rush. So for people who want to check it out, I've tried the uh, Rush app. What's the best way to do that? Oh, the best way to do it is like, uh, remember my email. It's called Kiro, K-I-R-O, at rush.app. So it's like rush.app. And our website is currently rush.app, not like .com, rush.app. So just go over there, shoot us an email or shoot me an email. I'm going to make sure that I'm going to send you to our support specialists internally, which are, which are going to take good care of you. And that's why we're so proud of our, our support because from the moment that you're going to install the application and if you have any urgent questions that uh, I don't know how to do this, X, Y, Z, we don't, don't focus on that. Don't stress enough on that part. We're going to do the heavy lifting for you. Up until you'll be like, oh, that's that's uh, like a good setup. I'm going to move ahead with that because we know that it's like a learning curve. It's a new technology. It's going to take me two or three days to go in, into the knowledge-based articles. We get that. You don't need to spend time on articles right now. Just let us do the heavy lifting. Just let us know what, what kind of a business you're currently working on. Print-on-demand, dropshipping, I'm a big brand, using in-house fulfillment or just, you know, using uh, a 3PA warehouse like ShipBop or something like that. Regardless, we just need to know your persona. Once after that, it's like on us to completely set you up accordingly. Before we wrap this up, do you have any final takeaways or anything you'd like to share that maybe I didn't ask? Uh uh, final takeaways, I don't know. I mean, just like on top of my head, like be patient. It's ridiculous how uh, 
people are just impatient to start making money just because they're seeing these crazy screenshots flying around the web on social media, on these Facebook groups and TikTok and TikTok and Discord and Slack and be like, oh my God, that dude is killing it. I'm just having so many issues right now. I, I cannot just move the needle. You're not moving the needle because you're not probably communicating with your ideal customer profile. That's why you're not moving the needle. Because if you know how relevant, how to put up a relevant copy, and copy is really important in any business, regardless whether it's going to be physical products selling on Shopify or just you know running a software as a service business, it doesn't really matter. You need to have clear copy, which is going to, once somebody's going to read through it, they'll be like, oh, oh my God, wow. That's exactly what I need. To answer their questions, prior they're going to make an action or move at all. This is going to definitely uh, set you apart from your competitors. It's going to decrease the cost by acquisition and it's going to make you more money day in day out. Just be patient and focus on your prospect, not on your business and how you're going to make money. Money is going to come next easy. Um, but in the beginning, just treat your customers as your gold mine. Yeah, customer like gold mine and being patient. Love it. So thank you so much, Kirill, for being on this show. It was a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you so much, buddy. Wish a great ahead and let's be in touch in future as well.